Good morning. Megan here with Compass Morning Med for Monday, April 13, 2020. It just seems like not that long ago, in a lifetime ago, I was teaching at Compass as an intro to the Lent season over 40 days ago. And how much has changed in that time? Um, thinking about the things that we would voluntarily give up as we jumped into the Lenten season and then (laughs) finding out how many things we would involuntarily give up, including meeting together shortly after that. So Easter was yesterday. I missed spending the weekend with many of you. And it's crazy to think that I can drink coffee again. (laughs) That's one of the things that I gave up for the Lenten season. But also strange as there's so many things we don't have the choice to jump right back into. Social distancing is still on for the foreseeable future. And in a lot of ways, we're still in the thick of it. The newness of The changes from coronavirus have rubbed off and this temporary normal has kind of set in. We don't know for how long. For some of us, that normal has been really crazy. Um, I know for me at work, there's so many changes we're implementing um, to help people stay safe. And then church jumping right online. This podcast is one of those results. And then for some of you, It's been the opposite. It's not a ramping up of your schedule, but an extreme slowdown, a loss of work, a loss of um, gatherings and things that are important, whether that's going to the gym or a small group or eating out or many number of things that could be part of our daily routines. And for you, some of you finances have become a huge stressor as work is just on hold for an indefinite amount of time. And so I've really enjoyed uh, seeing some of the suggestions for this time and just thought I would share five of my favorite ones that I've seen on social media and just different podcasts talking about great routines and practices during the time of coronavirus. So one of them just being time with Jesus. Um, I know for me, when things get really hectic and my schedule is different, it's so easy for that to slide out the window, getting up earlier or getting up later, depending on um, what my schedule is, and falling out of that routine is so easy. So just stepping back into that, if if you've let that slip, um, and just waking up and being with Jesus, whether that's through scripture, prayer, Um, One of my favorite ways is listening to daily podcasts like this, which is one of the reasons that we've chosen to do this as Compass. Uh, Many churches are doing something similar. Very helpful just to get in that space, starting my day out focused on the right things. Um, I live with a three and four-year-old, and we have been reading the... I'm going to blank, right, as... I'm thinking of it. Um, the My Bible Friends from back when I was a kid. And 
there are two stories about Daniel, and one of the kids noticed that there's a picture of Daniel praying out his window in Babylon when he's a kid. And then a few pages later, there's a picture of Daniel praying out his window, which got him thrown in the lion's den, when he's like 70. And just, I was struck, and I actually went and looked it up in the Bible, in Daniel, and it talks about how when Daniel learned that the, that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where his windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. So thinking of uh, Daniel, I was just so inspired. Um, yes, we're in uncertain times. Yes, this has never happened to us before. Um, and thinking of how that must have been times 200 for Daniel, being moved out of his homeland into a totally foreign land with different beliefs, different ideas. And I was struck by how 70 years later, he's still opening his window three times a day towards Jerusalem, just as he had when he was a boy. And just his steadiness and his sureness and his faith. And that really stuck out to me and inspired me thinking of us in this crisis and the kind of people that we want to be. Another great one is just to walk or exercise. Just get out of your head, out of the worries of what could happen, what um, could I get sick, worried about family and friends who are sick, or um, finances, the economy. Just getting out of our heads and out of our houses and safely social distance walking. Uh, has just been so helpful to me. I love that as an idea, as a practice. Another great one is gratitude. Um, I don't know about you, but it's a lot easier for me to encourage others to be grateful than it is for me to stop and be grateful. If Fletch and Fell are having a rough day and feeling extra grumpy, it's easy for me to say, okay, let's start naming things we're thankful for. And immediately I get a list from Olaf to the dog to all kinds of things that kids love. And it's so easy to get kids to switch and jump into that. And it can be so easy for me too. It's just harder to turn around and, and practice it, to truly sit down and think, okay, what what am I grateful for? But such a helpful helpful idea whether you start your morning that way with journaling um, or your family sits around the table and talks about the things that you're grateful for for that day such a good practice to get in the habit of a fourth idea is just lowering news intake Um, I know for me especially initially with coronavirus and Still now, it's so tempting to continue constantly checking what are the numbers of infections, what are the numbers of deaths, what are what about in my state, what about in New York, and easy to spiral into checking those numbers constantly. And while it's great to remain informed, I would strongly suggest remaining informed. Lowering news intake to one or two times a day is just so helpful. There was a day a couple of days ago that I totally forgot to even look and and see what the results were and how many numbers we had jumped in the last 24 hours. And it was amazing how much more relaxed I felt, how much more calm and 
non-anxious really have enjoyed putting that into practice. And the last is just seeking connection over escapism. Sometimes getting holed up, it's like we can become so exhausted. We don't really long for a big crowd of people, um, but we do long for that connection. And when we can't go out, we can't do that. It's tempting to just jump into escapism, into Netflix or eating out, calling in that takeout, um, whatever your favorite escape is, scrolling social media, jumping into that over connection. And so just one thing I've been challenging myself to do is just call someone every day, whether that's my, for me, my grandma, um, whether it's reaching out to people from church or various friends, just attempting, and this is still something I'm working on, so I'm not saying I've at all mastered this, but just leaning into that connection, showing up for some online small group or whatever it is um, that inspires that connection over just escaping into the next show, the next picture, the next um, donut or whatever. But all five of those to me have been very helpful in this time and just help recenter my focus to what truly matters and not spiraling into what could happen and choosing really to be loving over being fearful and anxious. Something that continues to stick out to me since I heard it is the phrase, what we pay attention to is what we become. We have a choice with this virus to choose what kind of people we want to be. We want to be, want to be people who are nervous, who are scared, who are fearful, um, who spend our free time burning through that free time, escaping until life gets more interesting again, or we could become people who come out of this with a renewed sense of the presence of God. I loved Glenn's challenge last Friday talking about going in deep as we are in our homes, as we are looking at the part of ourselves that the rest of the world doesn't see and getting to spend a lot of time with ourselves, doing that deep work of connecting with God and coming out maybe on the other side of this with just a renewed relationship with him, um, a renewed sense of purpose, a a renewed sense of calm and routine amidst all the uncertainty, all the anxiety of our time. Another verse that has really stuck out to me, 2 Corinthians 4.16, one of my favorite verses, says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. For me in this time, it's so easy to look at the things that are transient, to look at all of the options I have, um, as far as news and Netflix and food and all these things that are going to go away. Even the things that are scarier, um, 
like coronavirus, it's also transient. And the challenge to me that I think applies to all of us is to really focus on the unseen things that are eternal. So I challenge you as you go into your day to practice those five things, spending time with Jesus, getting outside, if possible, for a walk, some sort of exercise, practicing gratitude, lowering your news intake to just one or two times a day, and then choosing connection over escapism. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for who you are, for what you've done. We thank you for Easter. We thank you that you're risen. And we just ask that you would teach us to know you in a deeper way. As we come out of this time, we just ask that there would be a renewed sense of your presence, that we would choose you in all the little moments throughout our day and that you would be the thing that we're paying attention to you that you would be the thing that we're becoming in your name amen